reporter places the blame for all of this squarely on you, the viewers. Uh, would you say we'd be venturing into a zone of danger? It doesn't matter what you think! They take your you're listening to the Our Take Podcast with Brian Sherman. He had a full head, you know, all the way till the end. It was white, and I was hoping to get that. I was hoping to get, like, the full head, and uh, it was really hard to cut it off. And Spencer Rogers. To be a good pilot, you have to be able to make good decisions. And I know what my credit score is, so I know I don't make good decisions. Well, hello there. Welcome to the Art Take Podcast. I'm Brian. I am Spencer. Episode 20. 20. Can you believe it? I know. I'm gonna. I'm doing a power stance. Is that what that is? Did you ever watch that TED Talk? No. If you do a power stance, like when you win a race, you know how people put, you put your arms up? Right. If you do this for like two minutes a day, they there's noticeable changes like in your confidence and mood. Oh. There's a whole TED Talk about it. So I stand like with my arms up, like I just want to race in front of the mirror for two minutes a day. Really? And well, that, yeah, that helps. Makes you feel great. Do it right now. You feel good. <sighs> See, <laughs> your mood is already changing. I already have the energy. Just hold them up. Power stance. It's the. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> it's a deep, should, a deep burn. It hurt. <laughs> should it hurt? I don't know if you heard me. I did a thousand. Oh man, power stance. Yeah, I'm ex- episode twenty. Man, we should be proud of ourselves. I know. Who thought we could make it this far? You know, I don't know. Nobody. No. Nope. I mean, all the all the two hundred thousands of people that have been you know, downtrodding us. Speaking of our listenership, yeah, we need. Can everybody do me a favor right now? Right now, I just want you to, everyone who's listening, just send a link of this podcast to any one friend. Any, yeah, share it. And like if, it, like it's the gospel. Let's do. <laughs> let's do this. I have an we'll idea. We'll mail you pass along cards. I have an idea. Yeah, right here. Uh, this is this is straight off the brain cuff. <laughs> what if we did this? If we get someone, if you refer someone, <laughs> referral <laughs> credit. If someone starts listening to the Artake podcast and they like it and they message us and say, "My buddy so and so recommended." Yeah. Blah, blah. Yeah. We will send you a hat. Okay. How about that? Yeah. Uh, uh, the Artic Podcast hat. Or whatever. Or whatever. You know, I'll put whatever you want on it. Yeah. <laughs> we have, Dispenser has the ability, both artistically and uh, what, whatever. Sometimes I wonder if it's autistically. <laughs> have you ever thought, like, looked that you're at yourself on. and been like, am I autistic? I've looked at you. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Me too. But you won't ever look me in the eye, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I'm serious that's though. True, if you if you so say that I'm a listener and I send you a a text with the link yeah. to you my friend Spencer, yeah. I say listen to this and if you go and message Spencer, if you go and message the Artic podcast on any social media platform at the Artic pod, then both of you will get uh something. Something. So, I've been mulling around the idea of making a t-shirt with um um, we have a lot of catchphrases. Yeah, with what's his name's face on it. Shep? Shepard Smith's face on it. And, this uh, will kill you. <laughs> this storm will kill you. Let me know if it you'd be interested, everyone. It will kill your shirt that says and everyone you know who wants to mess this. with it. Yeah. And has a picture of, Sh- or a, yeah, an image of Shep Smith or right. something. This will kill your family or something like that yeah. underneath it. And your kids die too. Basically, we want to give you swag for getting. Uh, because you can't survive it. <laughs> and your kids die too. And your kids die too. 
but yeah. Or I could get one with Brian's face that says, Come immediately. <laughs> <laughs> or doing pigeons. Doing pigeons. Doing pigeons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think we, we can. I can make a graphic illustration of that if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only real way we're going to increase our listenership here is from uh, people passing it along. Speaking of. Doing pigeons. My friend, and I don't know why she told me this. But she's well. I guess she's watching a show, yeah, on YouTube about people and their dolls, like sex sex dolls. Yeah, so people. She's watching a show about people. And yeah, it's like dolls. a documentary. Eesh. Yeah. Did you ever see that show where people were like in love with, like, like there was a guy that was in love with his car? No. And he literally made out. With like the front of his car, that's and oh, man, people are weird. Yeah, you know he would like go all the way. Ew, it was really weird. That's not. I know something that. Well, Google it. No, I don't know, but I want to. <laughs> there was uh, it was on our, another radio show the other day. Um, they were uh, making a nativity scene in school. Yeah, I think it was out of the United Kingdom, and uh, a kid brought in an inflatable sheep, and they got a call. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid got sent home because uh, it, it, the mom didn't realize that it was a, a it was a, 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 a fun sheep, a fun sheep. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, the kid is like in love with this toy and won't uh, won't give it up. Like the mom tries to take it away. Oh no! And he's like, I want. I want my sheep. <laughs> so I don't know what that says for his future. Yeah, but, uh, and so it begins. Yeah. That's basically. <laughs> I know a town in Wyoming if he's, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of sheep in, yeah. in England and. And what have you? Yeah, Scottish sheep. So I went and saw a play last they're, night. They're better anyway. <laughs> Scottish sheep. They got the accent. Yeah, I went and saw a local play Velcro just gloves. a few uh, blocks from your house at the Terrace. Oh, I've seen that Terrace place. Plaza Playhouse. Yeah, how was it? It was good. I went and saw Scrooge a Christmas Carol. Oh, I, I with what, my fam. What is that story? I've never heard <laughs> that before. The spirit of Christmas, you Their know, ghosts. never and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, no, they did a good job. My only my only gripe, mm-hmm. and it's not really a gripe with them, because they put on a wonderful production, but it's a, it's a musical, and there's not enough room for a musical pit, so it's recorded music, which is oh, fine. It's, yeah. That's fine. But I looked up at their uh, their speakers. There's, I mean, the, the theater only probably seats like, I don't know, 200 people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's three, three sides st- anyway. Um, but they were using like... They were probably like six inch JBLs, <laughs> and there was like ten of like no maybe like six of them, and I'm like man, they just invested a bunch of money into like putting new carpet and chairs in. Maybe they should have got I'm like a you new can sound get system first. <laughs> even just two fifteens, yeah, like what we use for our PA, yeah, would have so much better sound. Like the the music was just lacking, yeah, and it would it did a disservice to the artists. I thought right anyway, but it was Jeez. a good production. Jeez. The guy playing Scrooge, I don't know his name. He was really good though. He's funny and ah, uh, yeah. Is Scrooge supposed to be funny? I don't. N- not, I don't think he's in the movie. But because in in, the, in, in the... my experience, he's <laughs> <laughs> well, he is. Uh, <laughs> but it's like almost satirical in nature now. You know, right. at the in the play version anyway. Right. So. Right. But you know, shares a good message. Uh, speaking of plays, yeah. <laughs> not really, but. <laughs> Kind of. Um, Speaking of plays, Flint, Michigan still doesn't have water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I found out some interesting or some super exciting uh, 
HBO television news oh. that I wasn't aware of. What do you got? Uh, are you familiar with Band of Brothers? Yes, I and, love it. And the Pacific. Yeah. Well, Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks are teaming up yet again for a third installment in their World War uh, Two Wait, series. Where could it be? It could be. Here's the thing. It's not where oh. this time. It's what or when? It's 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 uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> well, I guess it is where, but the where the where is it necessarily? It's not the way the like, Earth, but <laughs> or the, oh space? No, oh, I was or, like, what? or I should say the ground, the terra firma. <laughs> okay, it's called. Well, they I guess it doesn't have an official title, but it's it's rumored to be called Masters of the Air. Oh, so it's gonna the the fighters. Bombers, bombers. Oh, it's the bombers. A, yeah, it's got my uh, the 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 mighty eighth, uh, my favorite airplane, the B seventeen. So I got to tell you, I have a raging, <laughs> raging uh, Ted Cruz for this <laughs> TC. Yeah, <laughs> uh, for this show, I am cool so excited uh, that this is happening, and uh, it's just it's going to be awesome. I can't remember what I was watching the other day, but they were talking about. Oh no, I just I just googled it. I was interested in how flak works. Oh yeah, in anti-aircraft uh, weaponry and stuff, and it's just like little mini explosions that they try and get near the plane. Yeah, and it's just got a bunch of shrapnel. Just, yeah, flak. Yeah, and I just thought, man, I can't imagine jumping out of a plane, and you have to wear a flak jacket, right? Because like that, like that, does anything, probably. right? I mean, you could, you're floating down the, from the sky, and like a piece of shrapnel goes through your leg. Yeah, and you're just, uh, I'm gonna land on that house right there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway, you look at old footage, and there was so much of that in the air, so much flak. Yeah, it's crazy. And those bombers just, they just went for it. Yeah, you should see some of the pictures of the the flying fortress, the B seventeen, that came back. There was a reason it was called that because it could take so much. Yeah, it came yeah. back. There was a uh, one that came back like without a tail. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Like, I don't know how. There's some that came back that you look at them and like that doesn't make sense. Oh, there's one. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know if that one, <laughs> that one looks like it's on its way down, this picture I'm looking at, <laughs> so it's possible. Oh, no, there it is. Yeah, that he's, like, missing his whole rudder yeah. in the back. Yeah, there's just that. Yeah, this one right here is almost split in half. you got to hand it to the pilot, man. Yeah, you know, that's what's crazy is that these pilots, they're not, none of them are, like, super experienced or anything. No, they just, they just it's all instinct. They were, re- they were, they scored high enough on their tests, or they were college educated, so they got to be pilots, and... Yeah. They were tossed in there like everybody else. Yeah, if you're listening, just Google B-17 flak or B-17 without a tail. But the flak is cool because it has, like, you can see how much anti-aircraft, I don't know what what weaponry, that's being used. So if you don't know, it's basically these shells that they prime to explode at a certain height or at a certain time. Right. And they try and just get them close to the plane to shear, you know, into the wing or whatnot. So or you know the bombers. The you know a guy like sits under the bottom. He would get hurt a lot. Yeah. And anyway, it's yeah, just crazy how they even got into that thing. I need to go. Uh, there's a museum that just well, the museum didn't open, but the exhibit just opened, where they uh, redid the Memphis Bell, the airplane. Oh man, I love that movie. Yeah. Well, so there there's that one, which is a there's two Memphis Bells. There's that one from the movie that's the fake Memphis Bell, uh-huh. and then there's the real actual one that that. Uh, um, was in combat, 
or and they they found it and they restored it completely the yeah. old, the real one and uh the Memphis Bell was the first fighter to complete 25 combat missions uh with its whole crew in, not fighter bomber whole crew intact that's crazy yeah so, usually at least one of them would get hit yeah, that's by some sort of flak pretty telling there <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i you know the thing i think what i was watching something popped up with like modern day anti aircraft and the crazy like the speed with which they're shot now. Uh-huh. I don't even know. Like it's like zzz, you know what I mean? When yeah. they're shooting oh, yeah. from the ground and they have tracers like every ten rounds. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was explaining it to Ashley that, you know, when you see a tracer round, that's actually there's probably like ten other rounds yeah, <laughs> right a around lot it. Of the time, yeah. You know, and anyway, it's that's just a, crazy that's to one think. thing that's always bugged me about war movies how they use the tracers so regularly and that's yeah. not anywhere close to reality. Yeah. I, I mean I think it's what like every five or six rounds that the ground forces yeah, the ground, be. but these anti aircraft it it just sounds like a, a zip yeah yeah when yeah. they're shooting you know it go, you can go look up old like Baghdad footage yeah oh yeah when we were invading sure. Baghdad you see tracers just all over the whole sky yeah, I don't yeah. know how those pilots you know anyway uh yeah crazy well speaking of uh, Baghdad Iraq and um, the military yeah <laughs> so uh, breaking news today Trump. Orders the troops, 2,000 troops that we have in Syria. Uh-huh. He declares victory over ISIS in Syria and <laughs> orders f- them to pull out completely. This feels like a a, a Bush moment. Remember Bush Actually, on the carrier when he said it, like... It feels like a combination between Bush and Obama when Obama pulled everybody out of Iraq Yeah, kind of really quick and then yeah bush then he, and his surge. victory like what did it say on the on the ship i think it just said victory didn't it, it? said like operation oh man oh mission complete or mission something? complete or something or mission oper- accomplished mission yeah. accomplished that's what yeah. it was um yeah it feels like that combined with pulling out too early <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i mean i guess is okay but so <laughs> he's so he's actually withdrawing all of our troops from syria yeah i mean there's only two thousand there and they're they're training but everyone uh so this is a this is a specifically trump move like it doesn't seem to have uh there's no no logic well yeah, there's no withdrawal I there's see. no support for it except for him <laughs> right it's yeah, like it's like he woke up today and was like oh it's true let's get those guys out of syria the headline on cnn okay so uh-huh. to be fair but it says trump orders rapid withdrawal from syria in apparent reversal well that's the headline on ksl too so <laughs> wow full and rapid withdrawal so this is i guess yeah oh man even lindsey graham says i'm pretty annoyed look at him yeah i know i know that's interesting. Uh, uh, there's a lot of people that are. If you read the whole story, there's there's a lot of people that are just like, what? <laughs> what could this be for? What could this? Well, I don't. I don't know. It says uh, in the article. Again, this is from CNN. It does say that it's good for Russia and Iran, which uh, I don't want to yeah. get too conspiracy theory ish. But well, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> if you if you were as deceitful and dark as Trump, <laughs> yeah, what what would be your reasoning? I know uh, it's just Russia, weird. Russia's not a bad. A bad thing, mm-hmm. a bad uh, theory, I should say. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm happy to have troops home, but yeah, it's kind of like, is that really the best thing? Is it, is it just going to re-escalate everything, leave a vacuum again? Well, this is, and if you read what Lindsey Graham says, uh, the, the, how it's like Obama because he Which pulled gave out rise of, to ISIS, right? right. Uh, Obama pulled out of Iraq pretty quick in 2011, and 
which I have mixed feelings about that because on the one hand we were there forever, right? Uh, for yeah, and yeah. on the other it was kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, I mean, no matter what, when we leave, it's going to leave a power vacuum. I don't know if there's really much we can do about that, right? So at some point you do kind of have to put your hands in the air, right? Yeah, but so yeah, I don't know what uh, what's going to happen in Syria. That's kind of crazy. It is weird that he didn't like consult with Congress. I know. You know. That's why they're pissed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, uh, can you give us a heads up on this? Maybe yeah. we can. Uh, He's doing weird stuff, man. This uh, He just banned bump stocks. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? He didn't just. Well, yeah. He didn't. Uh, like, uh, if they're illegal, period. Right. Like, from what I understand, there's no, like, grandfathered or anything. No. Like, it's just. You have. They're a, illegal. He ordered the acting attorney general to sign the rule into law. For the Department of Justice, you have 90 days to destroy or to turn in your bump stocks. So I, I did type in bump stock ban on Twitter just to see what people were saying. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you got everything. You Do you know think what I mean? that's going to piss off his base? I think so because look at this. I got one right here. After this hashtag bump stock ban, I think I'm done. We did not vote for this. It's just a straight up betrayal. No wall, no immigration reform, no infrastructure plan, no health care repeal and replace. And it's directed to at the real Donald Trump. At oh, real Donald Trump. well, politicians never make promises they don't follow up on. But no, I, my point is that this person, like they're at ATK Hilo, uh, is probably someone who voted for Trump. Yeah. Maybe part of his base. Um, let's see. There's another one. If this bump stock ban happens, I own three and will not be turning them in. Never. The NRA needs to fight this thing tooth and nail. Like I don't the, think the like NRA really cares. <laughs> like they're a government organization. Yeah, I know. Uh, the liberals want this but won't get it just like they say Trump won't get the wall. I don't think this person realizes that Trump signed this he rule. Signed, <laughs> is it an executive order? Like yeah. It's pretty much. This had nothing to do with Congress. I don't think anyone is going to. I don't think anyone's going to fight it. Like, yeah. it's done. F you, Donald Trump and NRA and ATFHQ. I will never comply, all caps. With your unconstitutional bump stock ban, if you want to come and take it, how is that unconstitutional? <laughs> I don't know. Is there a, is there something in the Second Amendment that I didn't read? No. The right to bear arms and have bump stocks? Bump stocks. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, know, it doesn't actually specify what kind of arms, does it? I no, mean, it doesn't. That's m- my point. All <laughs> every time we talk about this, I say, "Can I buy a tank? Right? Can I have a tank in my driveway or a, an F sixteen? Yeah. Like, like what's what's the big, what's the big deal? I can bear arms. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> If well, I was a billionaire, I would try to buy an F-16. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, why yeah. not? Why not? Uh, or a Blackhawk? Um, I would only want the... I, I have the to one reach enough <laughs> to afford the... Uh, the Bin Laden, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, the Bin Laden edition. Yeah. <laughs> It's got a little. It's got a little tag on the side, like they do in the. Yeah. In the, it like comes the with paperwork. F one fifty, F one fifty Lone Star edition or whatever. Oh my gosh! Black Hawk. Awesome. I got the Bin Laden skin. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. It comes with leather seats and oh uh, an upgraded stereo. But yeah, they only made two of them. Yeah. One of them. One of them's gone. <laughs> Bin Laden edition. Oh, that's good. All right. <laughs> Um, so I have a couple things too. Oh, uh, hold on. Okay, wh- I just read that uh, Net- Net- Netanyahu's pissed off too. Oh, I'm sure. Oh man, he's pissed. <laughs> what is he saying about? He's, it's a Syria thing, obviously, right? Yeah. Netanyahu, Syria news. What is he, he saying? The U.S. had other ways, so he's just not happy about it. And then we're just reassuring him that we've got other ways to. 
get Syria. Oh, so he's yeah, he's obviously afraid that uh, that Syria will invade Israel. Yeah, he should be. <laughs> yeah, huh. we give them a lot of weapons. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that whole situation. We ever talked about that? What Israel Palestine? How we we've given who weapons? Israel. Israel. Yeah, they have a lot of F-16s. You know, it's something they have a lot of every. Like we give yeah. them everything. Yeah, their whole military is yeah. is us except for personnel. Um, did you know? So, uh, Top Gun. You've seen the movie Top Gun, of course. Yeah. Uh, F fourteen Tomcat is a big uh, player in that movie, which is yeah. a retired airplane uh, here in the U.S. But did you know there is one country that still flies the F fourteen, and it's Iran, Iran. because we gave we them gave a bunch. <laughs> Back in the eighties, I think it was. Oh, after we after we overturned their government, right? Yeah. Oh so, gosh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that they're any match for anything that we have now, but it's just funny that they're the only one flying the iconic right. F fourteen from Top Gun. Yeah, that's a. Uh, we need to talk Israel and Palestine sometime. Got to do some reading. Yeah, because that one, that one, uh, I get torn on a lot. You know, I really do. Oh yeah, for sure. I feel for both sides there. Um, anyway, sorry to interrupt. Oh no, no, you. you're good. I just was. Uh... I found a couple headlines this week um, that pissed me off. <laughs> okay. The first one. Uh, let's do this one because it's funny. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. This first one, Waylon Jennings, the country artist, right? Banned by country radio stations. Okay. What do you think he got banned for? Is this me too? No. Oh. Did he play Baby It's Cold Outside? Because that's pretty hot topic <laughs> yeah, he right now. Live. <laughs> he wrote, no, sorry, let me read you his, uh, let me read you some lyrics here, okay? Okay. The only two things in life that make it worth living is guitars that are tuned good and firm feeling women. <laughs> so who do you think is upset? Guitars. <laughs> big big guitar. B- bass, bass guitars, right? <laughs> yeah, or an untuned guitar. Yeah. <laughs> the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance, a.k.a. Oh. NAFA, I have a and the Statewide Suicide Prevention of Tennessee are working together to get the radio stations to ban the artist completely. And a few stations have because firm feeling women implies that he would rather they, what they infer from that statement yeah the two only two things in life that make it worth living is the guitars that are tuned good and firm feeling women yeah someone actually says like so are you saying that my husband should kill himself because i'm not firm Whoa, what that's what she said <laughs> i'm just... i well i'm very soft and even sort of squishy should my husband kill himself because i'm not firm yeah i guess so i <laughs> so mean I'm like what if what if he can't tune a guitar yeah should you kill himself <laughs> Anyway, oh my gosh, oh man, that is a that classic is country lyric, in my opinion. Insane. And, like, once again, I we, I didn't know that Naafa Naafa <laughs> was a thing, and I'm I don't like that. As a fat person myself, I think that I don't think that fat people should be given a pass. <laughs> like, like National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance. I uh, right, like. You know, being fat's not good for you. Yeah, that, and I can't help what does and doesn't give me a boner. Like, (laughs) I, 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 yeah, it's like, what are they trying to do? Like, (laughs) right? I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I understand. Look, if if your point is that fat people are getting bullied, well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's you shouldn't bully anyone. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? So it shouldn't be the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance. It should be 
National Anti-Bullying Agency. Right. NABA. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that that's what it should be. You know, so what about, uh, is there a national association to advance, uh, you know, anorexic acceptance? Yeah. You know, like, I don't, what's the, I don't know. Wow. But I, (laughs) Waylon Jennings, man. Who would have thought? I wonder what he's thinking. He's just like, uh, okay. (laughs) I don't know, uh, I don't know if he said any. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the program director gave in. Anyway, that's Seriously? pretty funny. Oh, man, that's crazy. Stupid. But I did want to get your take on NAFA. Yeah, we are going to need to dive into this because there's... Uh, did you go Did you go to their website? There's some interesting stuff. <laughs> NAFA.org. N-A-A-F-A dot org. We come in all sizes. That's their headline. Yeah. Uh, honoring our past, creating our future. 50th anniversary. <laughs> wow. Who Jeez. knew? I didn't know that fat people have been around that long. <laughs> <laughs> so it took me a second. So I was reading. Oh, man. Founded in 1969. Wow. You're, uh, that's uh, interesting there. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds more like a 2018 thing. <laughs> For real, man. That's like at the height of the civil rights movement. Yeah. That's what they did. Someone was like... NAACP? Forget black people. Yeah. <laughs> there are fat people here suffering. NAAFA. <laughs> I didn't choose to be fat. <laughs> oh, look, I am fat myself. So anyone, any, anyone out there who's fat and listening to this, I'm definitely not. Firm. I'm obese. I'm considered <laughs> obese. Yeah, on the BMI so, scale, I'm yeah. from the Mayo Clinic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I am too. Whoa, really, man? I'm screwed then. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not firm. No, <laughs> no, I'm squishy. So, anyway. what if what if the song was the opposite? The firm for for men, exactly. Would, it, would, there be, would there be the same outrage? Right. Or what if he said, you know, squishy women? Oh, or what if he said like firm feeling horses or something? Yeah, you know, not to go back to her first <laughs> doing pigeons thing. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. Which is, well, I'm just yeah. The opposite is always should always be taken into account. If he said the only thing in worth that makes wor- my life worth living is squishy women. Yeah. Then you would have other groups upset. And it should be noted that he might have only said that because it rhymed pretty well. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it yeah, may I, not be what he believes. It just may have just uh, yeah, I worked mean, I, out pretty, pretty frankly, favorably. You know, I'm a member of the National uh, Association to Advance Drummer Acceptance, and yeah. I'm a little upset <laughs> that he didn't mention drums. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. All right. More serious one here. Okay. That is... I want to get your take, okay? Because <laughs> this one's interesting. My, your knee-jerk reaction from the headline first, okay? Officers had no duty to protect students in Parkland massacre. Judge rules. What's your gut reaction? Just from the headline. Um, I don't know. Like, what isn't that their job? Like. A federal judge in Florida ruled that the Broward County Schools and the County Sheriff's Office had no legal duty to protect students during the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. To serve and protect sometimes? <laughs> I don't know. Right. When you so choose? Yeah. yeah. Is this because this is the one where the guy didn't go in right away? Yes. Like, well, like multiple. They're... So there was an on there was a campus cop who yeah. didn't go in. Right. And then something like six other deputies showed up. And they didn't go in while shots were still going off. And they scrambled for, like, minutes to get bulletproof vests on. Oh. Which a lot of cops I see are just wearing them. Yeah, I my friend does. I, don't I would wear it if yeah. I was a cop. Um, 
the cops that came to my house the other night were wearing them. Yeah. So most of them do, unless they're too. Just wear them under. Unless your... they're part of the NAFA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this this was a uh, um a lawsuit filed by one of the victim's fathers against the sheriff's department against the city, and the initial judge voted in his favor. Voted ruled in his favor. But then the federal judge on the same day, so it was immediately appealed the same day, mm-hmm. and that judge said no. And because um, he didn't run in, let's see, two decisions, blah, 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 blah. Neither the Constitution nor state law impose a general duty upon police officers or other governmental officials to protect individual persons from harm, even when they know the harm will occur, said Darren L. Hutchinson, a professor and associate dean at the University of Florida Law School. Police can watch someone attack you, refuse to intervene, and not violate the Constitution. Okay. Interesting, right? I mean, I guess that makes sense that it's... But it... I I don't... Apparently this has gone to the Supreme Court before. Has it? Really? They have repeatedly held that the government has only a duty to protect persons who are in custody. Oh. Like in jail, in prison, in a mental institution, or under arrest. I mean, I guess that makes sense, but I mean, I, it why also become, doesn't make it right. Why but. become a cop? You know what I mean? I feel like when you become a cop, don't you take an oath? You do, yeah. So, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of at a loss here. I don't I, really right? know because like, it's like one of those things where, like, it's a legal maneuver. I guess, yeah. You know? I, I mean, it makes sense on paper because. Yeah, you're checking boxes, and but at the same time, it's uh, so the, he won the, the 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 father won the initial case because of the custody thing. He uh, the judge agreed with him that the children in school were in the custody of the of the county. Yeah, well, is wouldn't that be that be, was his argument? Well, wouldn't that be true? Because that's why they have truant officers right. to make sure that they're it's against the law to skip school. Right. Yeah. Now he's and then uh, let's see. Someone said I don't know who this is. Custody is narrowly defined, or I'm sorry, ne- custody is narrowly confined to situations where a person loses his or her freedom to move freely, and seek assistance on their own, such as prisons, jails, or men- mental institutions. I get torn on it, man. Oh, and actually, I don't get torn on it. I think it's stupid that there's a legal loophole here. I think that when you sign up to become a police officer, you're t- so he, what you're saying. You could you we could have a cop in the room and you could shoot me, right? Pull out a gun and and hold it to like to my head and he could just shrug his shoulders. Maybe he'd lose his job, but I don't. <laughs> it's not a constitutional thing. I mean, it's I guess it's not. There's but I don't. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, it seems like there's. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, the state commission investigating the attack found that there was a multitude of failures. At least eight sheriff's deputies who raced to the school and heard gunshots stayed outside the building. They wrote a 400-page draft report. They lost even more time scrambling to retrieve bulletproof vests from their cars. Yeah, this sounds like poor training on their part, I guess. Sure. I just, in my... But if you can you imagine like walking down the street and you hear gunshots... And you see a cop like in front of you, and he runs the opposite direction. Well, that's what I. That's what I. So I don't know that I fault the 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 
in the what the truant officer, the the high school officer, whatever you want to call him, that was there. Yeah, he seemed like he just kind of wussed out. Right, like he he used following quote unquote procedures as his defense, but it kind of just seems like he just didn't go right. in. Yeah, but he in- and maybe that's why he got assigned to a school in the first place <laughs> because he wasn't very good at it and at, at being a cop, but he was the one that did calling the code red to lock down the school. So it's not like he didn't know what was going on. Well, so he cuz the school's big. This is a big school. Right. I mean, that's what security officers, unarmed security officers do. All they right. do is call the cops. Right. So is that what he was Uh no, I think he had the like authority to issue a lockdown which locks all the doors and I mean, he was armed. Right, he was armed. Yes, he's a police officer. Yeah, so I the whole I don't I don't I don't know I don't I mean I can't I have no idea what I would do in that situation I I don't think that I can. It just makes you wonder if this goes all the way to the Supreme Court again, is there going to be proposed legislation to make it the cops' duty? Like I I would imagine so. I mean, just, I, I, it seems like pretty simple legislation. I think that it would come down to the custody thing, right? Uh, that they are, because they are. That's they're in the custody of. They are because yeah. they're not. They're not adults. They can't go. They're minors. Yeah, they can't leave. And so, it, yeah. I mean, that. Yeah. The headline is what got me. I read the whole thing and I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting legal wrangle right there." To just. To use that, because officer had no duty to protect students. That's just weird. How uh, do you think that officer feels? Like, like, uh, like people hate him, obviously. Yeah. And I mean, to have to defend himself that way, he's like defending himself as a a coward. Is that like I I, di- I didn't have to? Right. I don't know if he's. Uh, I, I, it just I don't seems. Know if he, let's see. What's his name? His name is Scott Peterson. Uh. Isn't there another guy named Scott Peterson yeah, that killed, killed somebody? His, killed his wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In fact, if you Google Scott Peterson, it pulls up that Peterson who killed uh, his wife, Lacey. Yeah. That yeah. was in Utah, I think. Was it? Yeah. I think it was. Anyway. I don't know. Maybe. No, it wasn't. It was in California. Sorry. Right around the same time, there was a couple in Utah that had right. the same thing. Um, okay. This was in June 5th, 2018. He did say, I'm sorry to the families. I never would have sat there and let my kids get slaughtered. Okay. Well. He was one of the most decorated deputies in Parkland. Yeah. Huh. I didn't get it right. But it wasn't because of some, oh, I don't want to go into that building. Oh, I don't want to face somebody in there. It wasn't like that at all. Those are my kids in there. He doesn't look like a guy who would, I don't know, he looks pretty hard. Like hardened, like he's been a cop for a long time. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. It, it's possible that he. I understand like freezing because flight fight or flight takes over, right? Right. But that the fight or flight is only like a, a. It's a very limited response. Well, because once your brain takes back over, you can just within a couple minutes you should be like, wait a second, this is my job. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but this is this guy has been a cop for a, a long time. Yeah. And. They they pull their guns on people. They don't necessarily shoot, but they do they do that all the time. Yeah. They they face down this kind of stuff. So it's just kind of weird. The whole thing, I don't know, just seems weird that that he didn't uh, jump in. Like I I know my friend, my friend who's a cop. He he would have he would have gone in no like immediately yeah. no questions. Yeah. He I mean I just uh, 
and I, I think it's one of those things that's like, damn procedure, I'm going in, you know, right. regardless. Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 that's what he would, I know he would have done that. So, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't I get in know. this guy's head, so. No, no, we do, obviously we can't be there. Right. You know, but just, just looking at it here, seeing that the, that the county had a, a committee that investigated and found a whole bunch of uh, failures. Right. Makes you wonder. So, yeah. that one kind of just pissed me off just because. I don't know. It's kids, man. Yeah. It's kids. Right. You know, I can't, like I said, I I can't imagine, let's take it one step further. I said, like, if you're walking down the street, you heard shots and the cop ran the other way. What if you were in school, you're standing in, like, the common area, you hear shots fired, and maybe you're talking to your high school police officer, and he runs the opposite (laughs) direction? You know, like, that sounds like something out of a Family Guy yeah. episode or something. Like, yeah. whoa, 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 I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah. He, he throws the student his gun like, hey, take this. I'm leaving. <laughs> it's all you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's that's all I'm thinking of. But it is hard to put yourself in any position. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Huh. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and take our uh, first break here. Sounds good. Uh, when we come back. Oh, we have a couple Brian stories, I think. Uh, we got random headlines. And, of course, uh, Brian will be pardoning a Pikachu. And you'll find me Take the blame 
scheduled program to bring you these random headlines. We're back. All right, all right. Dude, did you watch Saturday Night Live? Yes. Matt Damon did the best Matt McConaughey impression. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway. That, that was pretty funny. Yeah. They, uh, it was a pretty good episode. They it have was. been kind of falling flat lately. I don't know if you feel the same way, but... Uh, you know, it's a sketch comedy show. Steve Carell's were all kind of flat, and then... That English girl, she was like hardly in any of the sketches. Yeah, like Matt, Matt Damon's a good standby. Yeah, I know. Well, he's a funny guy. Like, yeah. I just why bring people who aren't funny onto a comedy show? <laughs> like, how, right. how does that week have, go? Like, all right, you manager. have any ideas for pitches? Okay, <laughs> uh, we're just gonna have you. <laughs> we don't. We don't. No, you're not gonna be in anything. You're just gonna yeah, host. Yeah, Thank pretty you. much. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Weird. <laughs> okay, what do we got? Um, got a couple stories here. Um, the first one is uh, it's out of the UK, of course, from Sky News. Okay. Um, so picture this, okay? You're at a mall, and um, you're there seeing Santa. Uh huh. Okay. Did that with uh, with Quinn good, the other day. Good. Yeah. This is great. Picture yourself there. Okay. All right. Uh, you're at the mall. And then all of a sudden, the fire alarms go off in the building. Okay. Some of the sprinklers <laughs> go off. Okay. People didn't leave line, did they? N- well, n- actually, no. <laughs> okay. They did. Oh, okay. So you see this happen, but then you see the mall Santa get up, tear off his hat, rip off his beard, and start swearing and freaking out <laughs> <laughs> and having a meltdown. <laughs> because the fire alarm was going off? Yeah. <laughs> oh, tell me someone has it on video. Oh, oh I don't think so. Oh it my says gosh. Uh, the Santa, whose human alias has not been revealed, had been in a his uh, grotto at a family event. Uh, anyway, fire alarms went off, activated by smoke from another event nearby. And uh, <laughs> where is it at? Uh, so it sounds like oh he yeah. was already having he a rough He ripped day. off his hat and beard and used the most vile language, shocking the <laughs> dozens of children who had been waiting in line. One, oh <laughs> one told the Cambridge Live, people were in the process of vacating the building and in came angry Santa, swearing using the most vile language. <laughs> you just see him like... I could see him like just slowly <laughs> taking off his glove and throwing it down and taking off the other glove, taking off his hat, folding it nicely, and then throwing it to the ground. Another parent said, my friend's little boy was upset as his dad was carrying him when Santa told him told them to get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a Christian Bale or, oh or Hannity gosh. moment where he's oh, like, you know, yes. he's like, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. We'll do Dude. it live. That freaking Christian Bale. When he, oh man, you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. But we're done. Right. Right. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, just Google Christian Bale freak. Out. I know. Yeah. Don't worry, everyone. Uh, he was not the real Santa, and the imposter will be placed on the naughty list. Oh my gosh. Why was so? This was totally like the. The straw that broke the camel's back for his day. I guess. Like he was, he was a little wound already, <laughs> <laughs> just ready to blow. <laughs> That's a good All one. right, so I got a picture here. Uh, what does this look like? What is this here? This is a street in Germany. Okay. And uh, uh, there's a substance in the street. It looks like chocolate. Wow. Good eye, because that's exactly is what it, it is. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like a German chocolate factory <laughs> spill makes for a sweet street. That's so amazing. in Berlin, uh, Willy Wonka, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, firefighters in the town of Wurl in western Germany tackled an unusual emergency Monday when a tank at a local firm making liquid chocolate overflowed and poured out onto the streets. Um, wow. About a ton of chocolate ran out into the yard from there onto the street. One ton? Said. Yeah. That's not as much as I thought it would well, be. Well, it's, it's, is that T-O- T O? Oh, a T O N N E. So that's a metric ton. Okay. Yeah. So that's more? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I've looked this ton versus ton. It is. Uh, it's a little bit more. A United States ton is 2,000 pounds. A metric ton is 2,204. Oh, there you go. It's a little bit more. Um, so, yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you, you know, if you were a firefighter, would you... Uh, Take a scoop? Yeah. 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 Probably. I mean, this stuff on top of the street's probably good, yeah. right? It didn't... Yeah, you probably, skim, yeah. Yeah, you skim it off the top. Right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> take some of it home. <laughs> yeah. Like, take a cup. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I wonder if it was hot. Oh, I, well, it's liquid. It probably is like molten. It's got to be hot, right? It's like lava, but it's chocolate. That's like a fantasy, right? You, you can't have liquid chocolate right. that's not right. that's not hot, right? right? That'd be crazy. It's not a thing. Well, like Hershey's syrup, but this is this is no, not, it's not that's Hershey's not syrup. syrup. It looks like no. milk chocolate. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Okay, uh, so that yeah. would be like a science question. Can you have milk chocolate in liquid form without it being hot? Hmm. It doesn't seem possible to me, but I... I'm no chemist. I'm sure it was. It was probably like lava. That'd be my personal heaven. You know, Mount St. Helens would be exploding hava instead of <laughs> hava. It would be exploding <laughs> chocolate instead of lava. Where did you get the H I don't from? Know. Uh, hava. It was uh, Java. Oh, Java. <laughs> yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, um, <laughs> just, yeah I would totally take a scoop yeah, off of there. Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty delicious. Yeah. All right. Oop, uh, I got some in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, so, um, where's this out of? Uh, this might actually be out of England too, but it, uh, this is from Huffington Post. So, are you? You know, I like birds. Yes, I have seven of them. Hashtag Spencer's birds. Right. Have you ever heard of the African gray parrot? Yes, isn't like the smartest parrot. It is. It's actually. It's not just the smartest parrot. It's pretty much the smartest bird. Okay. It, uh, there was a test. Or not a test. There was a, a continuing uh, um, uh, <laughs> while you think of that, I did there was a uh, study. I think that's <laughs> what I was looking for. There was a pet store growing up in just a few cities down in Bountiful that was called Bird World. Oh really? And they always had an African gray. Oh. I think just no one could afford it. No. So they just had it there. A lot of, like, there's a bird store in, in Murray, and she has her own birds in there, so I think. Yeah. Actually, they have one at the in the mall at the aquarium. Oh, yeah, for they sure. Have they have one there that they, there. a girl walks around and it talks yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was a bird named Alex that uh, they were doing a continuing study on for, I think, within 30 years. Do these guys live, like, 80 years? Like, yeah, they yeah. do. And he died unexpectedly oh. and uh he was to the point where he could uh he knew shapes he knew um uh, he knew like different uh uh he, he could distinguish different things sure like uh different colors like he knew like a red star you know like a red shape which you know, is something yeah. we probably I mean, it'd be hard. I mean, you can study that stuff to figure out what animals can see. Right, right. But that's well, hard. So they said that he basically had the intelligence of a five-year-old. Wow. Yeah. Um, but he died unexpectedly, and they, they said that he hadn't reached his potential. But anyway, that's uh, beyond the point. They're really smart birds. So uh, there was a 
parrot named Rocco, I think, Rocco, uh, in London that uh, got uh, kicked out of an animal sanctuary uh, because he swore a lot. <laughs> so I guess they didn't want him there. Uh, so he got a new owner, and uh, the owner noticed that her Amazon bill Oh my uh, gosh! No way. <laughs> so apparently, this bird fell in love with Alexa, and uh, oh, man. would order things. I guess he would even order his treats and stuff. Like he was that smart? Yeah. So there's a here's a video of of I don't think that this is the same one, but this that's is what because I was going to ask you. You uh, know about birds? Yeah. And I know they're smart, but usually when when I hear a parrot talk, it's usually just kind of repeating a word. It's not necessarily like communicating. Like, hey, I'm hungry. That's that was to the point Alex was getting. He was kind of he, he could, could kind of communicate. communicate. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy, uh, by the way. And African greys, a lot of parrots can kind of do that. Right. It's um, like teaching a gorilla sign language. That's just mind-boggling. Yeah. I can't imagine yeah. knowing sign language and communicating with a gorilla. Uh, it is that's pretty that's crazy. That's crazy. I know, I know. Um, so here is a video of uh, Petra, the parrot, the, uh, talking to uh, Alexa. Play rock and roll. Playing rock and roll music. Oh. Wow. Alexa, play rock. <laughs> so, oh. It basically just tells her to play Here's rock and roll music. Rock music. Top rock from Amazon Music. <laughs> It'd be so weird to come home to music playing. Yeah, that's what the story said. Is that this other one does the same thing? He puts and he's on like music. Dancing. Yeah. He puts on music whenever he wants. And... He just said to turn all the lights off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I don't know. But anyway. Um, that is cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's freaking cool. Pretty funny. So um, just, you know, when you think about getting these birds, don't. Because they're really cool. But they are also like having a three-year-old yeah. for 80 years. So yeah. don't get them. <laughs> Leave yeah, them to crazy. people who I, You who know, can. so much of what we know about, like, neuroscience uh-huh. is based on, like, brain size or surface area right you know what's going on <laughs> i mean an african gray's brain well it must be just like the communication uh, center actually, for it is big if you read about alex the parrot there is a there's a documentary about it and it actually talks about that how birds brains are smaller but, but they, have, they have more neurons i think they have they must have something going on that's true because about a third of our brain no only about, only a third of our brain is actual neurons. The other two thirds are other types of cells that hold it all together. But uh, so this just, headline: Alex the parrot is the only non-human to ask the existential question, "What color am I? <laughs> what color am I?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool to communicate with a bird. It, like if you could be like, "What's it like to fly?" You know, oh, I can see everything. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> How far can you see? Oh, I can see 10 miles. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a rat over there. What bird were we talking about the other day? The con- the uh albatross? The albatross. No, there was one you were telling me that can like see above. Oh, yeah, uh it was just pigeons. Pigeons can do that. Oh, pigeons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, birds come up a lot. I mean, it's Spencer's birds. Yeah. So, there you go. When asked about the shape, color or material of certain object, Alex could give a precise description as after he had learned the name of a certain object. Alex's understanding of that particular ob- particular object was tested. 
by being exposed to the same one, but in different shapes and colors. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so he's really it's the smart. same way we test children. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Would you ever get an African gray? Oh, I I would love to have one. I just need my own place with a where. So you'd be willing to make the commitment? Yeah, yeah, for sure. They are a thousand bucks loud. Um, around there, maybe more. African grays are loud. Oh well, I'll parrot parrots any. in general. They're just they yeah, yeah they they don't care. Well, what would about. be your preferred parrot? Uh, probably a cockatoo. They seem to be reasonable. <laughs> no, not at all. They're actually <laughs> terrible, but they're, I don't know, they just seem fun. They just have no soul. They're just awful, <laughs> just mean. <laughs> have you ever seen nope. um, the video of the cockatoo swearing like crazy? No. All right, here, I'm going to play it real quick because it's really funny. So, uh,. Round cages, birds. Birds actually really hate round cages. Really? So don't get yeah. And this guy, uh, this guy here, he takes in birds, and he's he's telling um, he's telling the bird that he's going to smash this cage, and to, you know, tell him what he thinks about Just it. Just see if we can uh, get a nice fold happening on each side. He here. starts smashing the cage. We got it. We got it. That's 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 the best thing that's ever happened. Oh, you don't like those cages either, hey? That's what it needs. Another one. These cages shouldn't even be in production, right? So, we made this. So yeah, <laughs> it's not just that he's saying it; he's also yeah. like banging his head. Yeah. As he says, yeah. Yeah. We can throw it exactly where it belongs, right, Pebble? Yeah. Right in the garbage. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah, he doesn't. Uh, that bird does not like round cages, I guess. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sometimes I do that in my car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually we got a. This might be a segment we we bring to here at some point um driving experiences well no um dash cam so i i have a dash cam yep. it's not currently installed but when it is i have one it records me everything i say oh yeah and i was thinking the other day that might be funny to hear like the <laughs> random songs i'll start singing like holy crap it's cold <laughs> you know <laughs> like just the random i think i think uh uh Patton oswalt has a a bit about that where he's like, if the NSA was listening to me, <laughs> they'd hear me singing about my dog, who's the cutest puppy, and something like that. Yeah. You know? So the, if I can figure that out, we're, we'll bring in, you know, tales I, of the, the road. It's really funny you say that. I guess I've never shown it to you. I was uh, driving near the Air Force Base. Yeah. And an F-35 took off. I was right by the runway, uh-huh. so it took off right over my car. Right. And it had, uh, like, contrails coming off the wings as right. it banked. And I had it on my dash cam, but as it went over, I was like, that was fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I I clipped it and sent it to Danny. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> he was dying laughing. That, because oh, that happened that. something similar. So I was Ubering a couple of weeks ago, and I was at the Salt Lake Airport, and I, w- I was taking a guy to one of the hotels over there, and... Um, an F-18, which is normally in Salt Lake, yeah. takes off, and it takes off like vertically like right. they do. 
And I was like, oh, my gosh. And the guy <laughs> starts talking, and he says something like, is this a good time? I'm like, yeah, man, we can F8. And then I realize that he's on the phone. <laughs> like, oh. Uh, 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 oh, I got a Bluetooth in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I still uh, – I still like watching. I mean, our whole life, my whole life, I've lived here. I still like watching them. Oh yeah, so it was pretty. But my dash cam recorded me saying it. That's yeah. awesome. So it's time for another one of Brian's stories. Time, all right, for another one of Brian's stories. <laughs> Not to reiterate what he said, but it is just if you didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, okay, I got one. I mean, I have my list here. Usually I have you pick a number. Yeah. I think I'm just going to do this one. All right. <laughs> that I have. Okay. Um, I'm going to call this, uh, well, I'm not going to name it till afterwards. Okay? You'll see why. I just don't want to give anything away. Okay. So I have a good buddy, Jake. Uh, Jake McFarlane. Okay. I don't know if you've ever met Jake. I don't know, maybe. There are two people in the world that I know that if someone asked me who... Who is the best person you know? Mm-hmm. It would be a tie between Josh, yeah, uh, from Modern Ties, oh. and and Jake. Uh huh. And Jake's an attorney. Okay. So he called me a few years back and said, "Hey, I'm going to fly to California um, with cash in hand to buy a natural gas vehicle. Oh, okay. And then road trip it back. All right. Would you like to come?" I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that'd be fun. Um, so the plan was to just go to John, fly from Salt Lake to John Wayne. I think rent a car um, and, you know, go up. To, I think he got it in Corona. Kind of a weird, <laughs> dumpy little town. Is that next to my Sharona? My, my Sorry, Corona. That was stupid. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, man, that'd be fun. You know, we, and his, uh, his family had a little timeshare in Vegas just off the strip. So we, you know, we... We drove, we, you know, when we get there, we're like, well, we're going to stop in Vegas and make the rest, rest of the way home. Right. So it is, it's November, I think. Yeah, it's coming up on Thanksgiving when we go. And we get on the, you know, we meet up in the morning to get an early flight. Um, <clears throat> I, And he has this freaking, like, bank zipper envelope, you know, <laughs> just oh, okay. full of cash. Right, right. <laughs> Which, if you're a TSA agent, the couple things you look for. One-way tickets and cash. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he had both. Right. But uh, Jake's such a nice guy that you can just sense that he's not gonna, he's not up to no good. Right. So we, we, get, we get to John Wayne without incident. We rent a really nice car. I think, it, I think we had like a, a charger. Ooh. Yeah. And we, we make the trip. We, grab, we stop and grab a bite to eat. You know, we're like, let's just enjoy California for a minute. Drive up. And I have no idea what kind of car he's getting, you know. But in my head, I'm thinking... Well, uh, I mean, I never told Jake this, <laughs> but I was like, well, I mean, if he's, you know, forking over cash, I bet you he's buying a pretty nice car, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get to the dealership and it's in this pretty sketchy part of town, you know, like there's gates and bars on everything and there's like a little bodega right next to the <laughs> car dealership. Anyway, we were in and out of pretty quick, uh, but it was like a 2000 five chevy cavalier (laughs) (laughs) that's a terrible car that is a terrible car the reason the reasoning behind it is sound though so in california most of their counties uh will uh 
what's the word, retrofit their cars to CNG, right? To compress natural gas so that they're more efficient. But then when they get to whatever, 50,000, 100,000 miles, they don't use them anymore. Right. They right. sell them cheap to dealerships. The same car in Utah would have been like three grand more. Oh, okay. So that's, that was the whole reason. And I think his brother had done it and he was the one who recommended it. So we get there and uh, he's like, let's take it for a test drive. And we walk out. I'm like, oh, is this. That's it, huh? All right. <laughs> that's, that's fine. You know, whatever. It's going to save you money, you know? Yeah. So uh, If it makes it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so we drive around, and he, he makes the purchase. Um, by now, it's like, I don't know, maybe 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Um, oh, and he, wa- he wanted to get a, a deck installed uh, so we could have music. So there wasn't like a... It had like a, a Mexican-owned place, like right next door. <laughs> well, there with was stolen stereo. There or was. Something. Oh. That's what we did. <laughs> okay, that <laughs> he, sounds about right. Yeah, he he got a deck installed, and that's when we went and got something to eat. <laughs> Real quick, when I grew up in Texas, I I bought stereos from a place. Yeah, and they were super cheap, and it it took a minute, <laughs> and I was like, oh, these are probably stolen. Yeah, these they were gotta hot. be stolen. Yeah. <laughs> There's no box or anything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so he gets a deck installed so we can listen to some music on the way home, and uh, which I agreed with. Yeah. It was a good decision. Uh-huh. doesn't take long. Get some food. Uh, so that's when we. That's why it got into the afternoon, because we had to wait. Um, so we hop on the freeway in, I think it was Corona. Is that, that's a city, right? Sure. I think so. Anyway. Probably. So we're, we hop on the freeway, and it is really bad traffic. Yeah. And... I noticed that he was going. We just had to go back to John Wayne to drop off the car, the rental, and I was driving. Oh, the, yeah, I was okay. driving the rental car. Now he was driving the new his uh, Cavalier uh-huh. that he just purchased, and I noticed that he was going a different way than what my GPS was saying, right? And so I was just like Siri texting him, you know, like voice texting, and um, I I end up not directly behind him. I think a semi got in between us somehow, which is fine. It's not like. It's not like we were lost or anything. It was just like, oh, I think you're going a different way. I think it's faster, blah, blah, blah. So we were texting back and forth. Right. And the next thing I know is I see him. Uh, we were in like the second lane. I see him kind of beeline it to the emergency lane. Oh, man. And he had rear-ended a guy. Oh, my gosh. He hadn't had the car more than two hours. <laughs> he rear-ended a guy. And it's i mean traffic is it's basically stopped which is the reason he rear-ended the guy like it was right it was stop and go really really yeah it was and, bad and he was texting you <laughs> i think he was texting <laughs> no, i'm not going to issue any uh you know official complaint here against jake <laughs> anyway so i pull off behind him and i there the emergency lane is about as wide as my car okay and on the other side is is a concrete barrier, so it's not like I can go into grass or anything. Right. Um, an incident management vehicle pulls up behind me. Okay. And they don't do anything. All they do is sit sit there so that we don't get hit. Right. You know. And I'm so close that at one point a semi passes me, and they have red flags sticking out the sides. Uh huh. And the red flags clip my mirror. Oh. Like that's how close I am to the cars. Okay. But anyway, I got out to make sure Jake was okay, and he's like, "Yeah, I just freaking." We were into this guy, you know. They exchange information pretty quick, and <clears throat> we're on our way. Yeah. Car still runs. He's just, <laughs> the hood is is now uh, tacoed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I should mention that uh, this isn't the first time this has happened to Jake. Oh, okay. So Jake's last name is McFarlane. Right. In high school, he had a nickname, and it was Jake McWrecked My Road Trip. <laughs> 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 because they, I wasn't with him on this trip. 
but they a couple friends were on a road trip with him and they uh same thing happened like his car broke down he had like this old <laughs> buick but it seated more people uh-huh. and he was able to talk to his dad and get enough money to buy like a little like a, a honda Civic like hatchback that has like, only two seats. He, he just bought it. He just bought it down at some dealership in in <laughs> southern Utah. Okay, in high school uh, because his Buick died. He yeah. had this boat of a Buick and it just died. They'll do that. Yeah. So <laughs> Jake Mick wrecked my road trip. So anyway, we get back to John Wayne, which is fine. He's he's pretty pissed, but you know he's he's such a good guy. He's just like whatever, you know. And I just can't believe it. <laughs> 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 and. We so we start making our way to uh, to Vegas, and we get there just fine. And he's like, "Well, let's hit up the Bellagio, you know, or some of these casinos." So we pull up to valet with this Cavalier. This like, <laughs> one headlight is like all squampus, right? Right. It was, <laughs> I felt like Dumb and Dumber, right. or something, you know. Uh, anyway, so we we then the next day we get some food and we're we're headed home. But it's Thanksgiving, and his family has some uh, tradition with pomegranates. Okay, okay, I've heard of that. He has a an aunt or something mm-hmm. in southern Utah. Okay, that I guess has pomegranates that his mom wanted us to pick up on our way home. Okay, <laughs> okay. So we left Vegas. Did he mention before that no. you're going on a road trip and chores? No, no, no. He didn't mention that. I was like, okay, well, if it's just like in, you know, St. George is a big city you go through. No, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he he gives me the address. I plug it into my iPhone. Like I said, this was probably, I don't know, four or five years ago. So it was like an iPhone 5, you know. Um, it's going to be like Moab or something. <laughs> he's. It was supposed to be just kind of right out of St. George, which is it, but the the biggest city, very it's still small, but the biggest city in southern Utah mm-hmm. as you're driving from Vegas back to Salt Lake. And so his he's like, okay, my mom sent me the address to pick up these pomegranates. So here we go. So I plug in the address. And we're driving for, you know, two hours to get from Vegas to St. George to find this house. Right. And it's now, it has now gotten dark. So it's it's dark outside, and the address stops on the middle of a dirt road. And I'm like, could it be one of these? And he doesn't know. He's never been to this aunt's house. Awesome. <laughs> and he's trying to get a hold of her and figure out what we did. And, of course, it's something with, uh, you know, Siri put in the wrong zip code uh, when we were doing it. Of course. And I'm like, Jake, I will... I'll buy your mom some pomegranates. You know, like, I got no problem buying some pomegranate, man. You know, like, we were supposed to, we were supposed to be home by, like, 5 p.m. Right. And we were still in St. George, like, at 7. You know? <laughs> so, finally, we can, finally we find it. And his aunt, I think it's his aunt. This family member had since just gone to sleep and left the pomegranates on the porch in a bag. (laughs) So we find it. He goes and grabs them. There's just a grocery bag with like three pomegranates in it. (laughs) I hope hope that was worth the seven bucks worth of pomegranates. (laughs) So fucked. (laughs) So at one point, I didn't mention this, at one point, so natural gas, when they're retrofitted, they don't go as far. They go like 200 miles, I think. Oh, but they're way more efficient and 
that costs a lot less. So we find, you know, we're Googling natural gas stations along the way. And have you ever filled up a natural gas car? No. It's pressurized. Right. And so it's kind of scary. The first time, <laughs> you don't know what's going on. Right. And the way it works is that it's there's like how gas has grades, uh, CNG vehicles have like pressures. So you have to know what pressure your tank can take. Oh. And you choose that on the the thing, on the pump, uh-huh. I guess, you know? And you 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 put it on like an air compressor hose, pull the little thing, the sleeve oh, back, okay. you know? Yeah. And this thing starts up, <laughs> you know, and it's pumping gas into a tank, and you know that it's pressurized, so you're already kind of like, this thing could blow up. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so little did we know, though, that when your car is done being pumped, there's a blow-off valve to get rid of the excess in the tube. Okay. And that thing went off, dude. I think both of us shat our pants because it was like, it was like, right. And just blew up. We're like, ah, you know? And so that was our first time. Ex- <laughs> filling was up there anybody else around? No, that would have been awesome. No, because it was like, by this time it was dark and there was oh. no one. Yeah. And so there was no one to ask either. It was an unmanned uh, CNG station. Right. So that was pretty funny. Uh, so as our headlight is all wacky. You can't see over the th- <laughs> the hood very well. Anyway, we make our way home. It starts to rain at some point, and his Obviously. the windshield wipers are don't work. Of course, and uh, I'm I, I was driving at that point. I'm like, dude, I'm going I'm going to this Walmart right here, buying some some windshield wipers for you because <laughs> I can't see. You know, we roll in to uh, his house. What should have been like four right or five p.m. We roll in at like eleven thirty. And I'm like, I got out of the car. I was like, see you, dude. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's called Jake McWrecked My Road Trip. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty amazing. That's, yeah. That sounds like something my mom would do. She would like uh, got very specific. Go way, go way out of the way to save <laughs> money when in reality it's cheaper just to. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like my uncle's a mechanic and he lives in St. George, and I'll have something wrong with my car. I'm like, oh, you should, you should call, you should call Bobby. I'm like, mom, it just, would cost me, yeah. you know, seventy dollars to go down there. Yeah, and whatever money he can save, I, I'm gonna <laughs> make up in gas and time. So. so yeah, like, so two things. First of all, I still don't know why he wouldn't just let me buy some pomegranate because these weren't special pomegranate; they were magic. Yeah, and I will to give Jake credit, he is really smart uh-huh. and he so he filed an insurance claim got the cash to buy a new hood yeah which was like they estimated it at like two thousand dollars or something uh-huh he took that money went and buy a hood bought a hood from a right a junkyard for like 300 bucks right. so he actually made money from the accident nice yeah so he's a smart guy nice yeah that's the way to do it that's good brian if you're gonna have an accident <laughs> then uh <laughs> you may as well profit from it yeah yeah so I think I, had, I did that whenever I got my car broken into, my stereo stolen. Yeah, I mean, but I, uh, once again, I should should mention that Jake is is one of two people in the world that I would describe as the best people in the world. The salt of the earth. No. Yeah, the salt is of that, the earth. Is that right? I mean, they're they're even more rare than salt. Oh, <laughs> they are the platinum of the earth. Is that is that unobtainium? Know, platinum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh man, can I tell you a, a platinum story? Yeah. So they're in catalytic converters. Oh, okay. In your car. Yeah. And so sometimes thieves will just cut your muffler off. Oh. To steal the. Cut your muff. The t- <laughs> to just steal the tiny amount of platinum. 
that's in him. It's crazy. I was going to my therapist a couple uh-huh. weeks back. Yeah. He has an office just here in Ogden, and there's an underground garage. It's only two levels. Uh-huh. You know? I'm sure you probably know what I'm talking about. It's so a one garage, and up above is is not covered. Right. And I go into his office, and he's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. How are you? And he's like, well, I'd be better if someone didn't cut my muffler off. <laughs> someone cut his muffler off while his car was in that garage. Serious? I'm like, man. Ogden's sketchy, man. They must have had like a, a nice sawzall or something. Just, just, just. I guess. Cut the whole freaking so thing off stupid. to get this tiny amount of plant. Then you got to have a guy to take it to. Yeah, I because know. junkyards have all sorts of laws now. That, right, right. Anyway, oh man, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Don't steal someone's catalytic converter. Okay, Serious. that's just rude. So ridiculous. Yeah, I'll take. I'll give you the cash if you want my cat. <laughs> anyway. Well, I guess uh, that's it for us today. That's good. Yeah. Um. That's episode twenty. Yeah. I'm proud of us. I know. So once again, you share with the friend. They message us, say, you know, so-and-so told me to listen to your show and leave you guys a message. We'll give you and your friend... An African gray. An African gray with a tattoo of the Arctic Podcast. <laughs> no, we're going to give you some sort of swag. Tell, really us wanna... you, tell us what you want, and that's what we'll make. And yeah. then, uh, a hat, a shirt, socks. Then we'll make a bunch of them. A sticker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a sticker on my laptop, you know. Uh, anyway, find us at the Artake Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for the Artake Podcast. I'm Brian. Uh, I'm Spencer. See you next time. Trust, a step in the shadow.